Here's Dan Schulman, President and Chief Executive Officer at PayPal, on the discussion Prioritizing Small Business in Economic Recovery, sponsored by PayPal. This idea of how can we help our small business customers really rethink their entire strategy for how do they continue going forward when the world has shifted more and more towards digital is something that we're, I think, uniquely able to go and do. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search PayPal. Politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. President Biden speaking in the wake of the attack in Kabul that killed 13 U.S. service members and at least 170 Afghans. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and as the president confronts the worst crisis of his term in office, U.S. military personnel are trying to still get as many Americans and Afghans out of Afghanistan as possible, ahead of an August 31st deadline. More than 100,000 people have been evacuated already, with many Afghans arriving at Dulles International Airport in Northern Virginia before being sent to various military bases for processing. But many in Congress remain concerned that people will be left behind. And House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is highly critical of the president following the deadliest attack on U.S. military personnel in Afghanistan in more than a decade. As he gets ready to break our word to our allies and Afghan partners who fought alongside us for more than 20 years, what I didn't hear from the president was his decisive leadership for our troops, our citizens, and our allies of what they deserve. Frankly, this isn't the tested leadership the president promised. It's a picture of weakness and incompetence. During a news conference at the Capitol, McCarthy was reminded that former President Trump and his administration negotiated the deal with the Taliban for U.S. withdrawal. But McCarthy says the former president set conditions with the Taliban and says he upheld them. With the U.S. military reeling from the recent attack, I asked him a question about what he'd like to see moving forward. Given that military experts, some have said that the perimeter around the airport needs to be extended, then would you be in favor of if the military said we need more people on the ground there to having more military on the ground there? If the military says it makes them safer, yes, I would. You want to be able to go in with enough troops and enough supplies that they are safe. You have C-17s coming in. You can bring the MRAP and others to make sure you can go out, bring Americans back in without relying upon the Taliban, and get out in a faster process than what they're doing and with less casualties. That's what they should have done from the beginning. Look, I don't think people are arguing about whether we should have left or not in Afghanistan. It's how. And I don't believe anybody in this country believes that this president has done it right. Some Republican lawmakers have called for the president and other members of the administration to resign due to what happened in Kabul. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about that. The backdrop here is the U.S. men and women of the military uh, deployed on the ground are bravely continuing to end a mission to save lives on the ground. American citizens, Afghan partners, uh, many people that some of these same individuals are calling for us to evacuate. Yesterday they lost 13 of their own and the president made absolutely clear 
that we are going to hunt down, go after, and kill the terrorists who are responsible. Everyone should be supportive of that. Lawmakers who served in the military have been very vocal about trying to make sure that Americans and Afghan interpreters who helped American military personnel during the war get out of Afghanistan. Even before the deadly attack, members of both parties have been upset with how the evacuation has transpired. Texas GOP Congressman Jake Elsey is a former Navy fighter pilot who says the U.S. shouldn't abide by an arbitrary deadline. We're talking about a military mission here. Nobody can put a date on the accomplishment or the completion of a successful military mission. He says it's time to get tough with the Taliban if they don't follow U.S. direction. We will rain hellfire down on you until all Americans are out. And that's what this administration needs to be saying. The number of military veterans who serve in Congress is the lowest it's been since World War II, close to 90 lawmakers out of 535. At one point in the 1970s, three-quarters of members had some type of military background. But those who have served in the military say they have a personal stake in making sure people are brought home safely. So personal, in fact, that Massachusetts Democratic Congressman Seth Moulton and Michigan Republican Peter Meyer went on their own to Afghanistan last week and got into some trouble with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who criticized them and also warned others not to do the same. The point is, is that we didn't want anybody to think this, this was a good idea and that they should try to follow suit. Given the focus on Afghanistan right now, it's understandable that traditional spending issues involving Congress have faded to the background. But in the coming weeks, lawmakers will resume tackling the largest congressional spending measures in history. The House last week passed a $3.5 trillion budget blueprint that will need to be turned into legislation. And the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, which has already been passed by the Senate, still needs to be passed by the House. Democrats, in a concession to moderates, have pledged to vote on that legislation by September 27th. In the meantime, lawmakers are keeping a close eye on developments thousands of miles away as the U.S. prepares to fully withdraw from Afghanistan. Their thoughts are with the families of service members who have lost their lives trying to help others. Each one of these women and men of our armed forces are the heirs of that tradition of sacrifice, of volunteering to go in harm's way, to risk everything, not for glory, not for profit, but to defend what we love and the people we love. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. 